Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your every day. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 276 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I'm doing a solo cast all about finding the and, how to integrate your internal and external landscapes to find more joy. This show is going to be all about what I have seen in the year 2020 and how resiliency has played such a big role in our lives. And then looking to the future, how do we approach the things that we've been through and how do we find more joy in what we're calling the messy middle here of a pandemic and so many things in upheaval? How do we find the and of integrating our experiences and finding more joy for ourselves as we move forward? Before we get to the show, I wanna wish you a very warm welcome and a very happy holidays. It is so nice to be back after a couple weeks away. And if you are new to the show, I want to say I'm so glad that you are here. If you want to find out more about Jumpstart Your Joy, you can find all of the past episodes, everything about me and the show over at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And if you want and if you want to find the episode notes for this specific episode with a few links back to the things that I'm talking about, you can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 276. Um, there's some other fun housekeeping and announcement type things here. So the show, as you probably have noticed, has moved into being every other week. I love doing this show so much. And for the last six years, it has been a weekly show. But I'm also moving into some other projects that need my time and attention. So I've decided to move to every other week for this podcast and just to give myself a little more space. The things that I have been working on is I have finished writing a book, oh my goodness, and it captures so much of what I talk about here on the show. The title of the book is Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle, which of course is everything that season six is all about. If you want to pre-order the book, it's a tiny book, so it is about 57 pages. You can visit my website, jumpstartyourjoy.com. It's right on the home page, and you can place an order there, and it will be launching on February the 16th of 2021. Uh, so it'll be out really soon. And my second podcast is underway and an update to my business website. I haven't talked about it that much here, but you can find that site and see it in its current iteration over at joyofpodcasting.com. And my business, of course, is as a podcasting consultant and strategist. And if you would like help with your podcast, either starting one or maintaining one, feel free to reach out to me there. I do right now have room for one more client and I can do a full suite of podcasting services from launching to editing to social media and production and strategy. So <laughs> you can reach out to me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com or you can find everything you need to know over at joyofpodcasting.com. And I'm also now a trained labyrinth facilitator and I'm going to be offering a virtual labyrinth walk for you for free and you can sign up for that on the homepage of the website as well. So let's jump into the episode all about the and, how to integrate your internal and external landscape to find more joy. As we close out 2020, so much of what I have taken for myself as a lesson from this year is about resiliency and resiliency's relationship to joy. 
there's been so much room for everybody trying things again and again and again, even when things are hard. And I can see that resiliency and getting back into whatever is difficult or hard or sticking with stuff when it becomes really even painful, it makes room for joy and it makes joy possible when we can keep sticking with it and keep going back to it, even if it's difficult. The hardest part about all of that, though, is that when things are difficult and you have a lot of complex situations in your life, sticking with the things that matter, it really, that can feel like the hardest thing ever. Some of what pulls us away from joy or contentment or those higher kind of vibing emotions is the necessity of things. If you're not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's a really interesting pyramid shaped thing. And it talks about how we as humans are motivated by things based on our needs. And so at the very basic level of this pyramid, if you think of the bottom of it, it's physiological needs. Right above that is safety. And then once we get into those things being handled in our lives, we get into smaller pieces of the pyramid moving up into love and belonging. And the next one is esteem. And the next one is self-actualization. And this is what we are motivated to do. So it's truly understandable that when we are in a difficult time like a pandemic or when there's a lot going on in our lives, We are most motivated to make sure that we have the physiological and the safety needs met first, which is so reasonable. And I think a lot of those things got called into question really quickly as the pandemic hit when we didn't know if our safety was reliable. We still don't sometimes when we're maybe out in public or whatever, we feel unsafe. And we also don't know if our physiological needs are being met because a lot of people have lost jobs and whatnot. So it's hard to feel joy when those things are a reality. And I understand that. Once those things are taken care of, we are motivated to move on to other things for the most part. So I know that resiliency plays a part in that. Is It's hard to get into a creative space or a joyful space regularly when I feel stressed or overwhelmed. And I think that's been a place that so many of us have been in throughout 2020. So That's why developing resiliency and being mindful about including something that you enjoy in your day or taking a moment to notice something beautiful or joyful or positive in your existence here is really important. You know, maybe that's a gratitude journal or it's just really realizing as you see something beautiful or amazing in your day that you you kind of let yourself capture that in a mental photograph so you can go back to it. There's so many ways to get in touch with that joy as you see it unfold. A lot of those things are in my book, and it's really important that you take the time to do it. So that's one of the keys to feeling content when or happy or joyful when you're in the messy middle. And as we've defined already in this season, the messy middle is now, right? When everything feels a little overwhelming and a little uncertain, and we're not sure how exactly all of this is going to end. We know that the world probably won't look the same as it did back in January of 2020 when we get through the bulk of this. So we're in this space that's transformational and confusing and challenging and everything is up in the air. So I love talking about this space so much. Um, And I think that's why I was really drawn to writing a book about it and getting to share some of the tenets and the things that I talk about here on the show with you all in a written format. So you can find that on jumpstartyourjoy.com. 
So we then get into what my hope for 2021 is, and that is adding more of the and and integration into our lives. And as I was playing around with this idea for this episode, it was really fun and really amazing to see that more and more people are starting to talk about the and in our days. And that includes a couple of past guests that I'm really excited are also talking about this. And that's Christy Tending. And you can find her show over at Tending Your Life. And Tammy Hackbarth, who's also been on, and she has the 100% guilt-free self-care podcast. You should listen to them both and follow them on Instagram. I love what they have to say. For all of us collectively on the planet, I think it's really important. And, and you know, maybe this is more of a US-centric thing because I think we have gotten into this place where so much of what we see in the media and on social media is this either or. It's we're t- we're really leaving this space where we're able to find the common ground and the commonalities between each other and we're putting people very carefully into stereotypical boxes and if they are this then they are not that. And I think this is really dangerous for us because you know stereotypes really don't define anyone. They they kind of loosely define a group and when we start to get into cancel culture is dangerous because I think we all start to shirk back from what are our authentic messages for fear that we're going to say something that some group is going to find, you know, to put us into a certain box. Um, and then maybe we don't really share our entire heart just because we're afraid of what might happen. So what I'm going to talk about here is really kind of five things around this idea of and and how we bring integration into our world hopefully, as we move into 2021 and into the future. And so these five things are, first, bringing our internal and external landscapes together in our own selves. The second is what this is that I'm talking about and what it is not, because I also feel like we need to define that. The third is the reality of our situation and why people get caught up in overwhelm. The fourth is the idea of surrender and acceptance and why those things are helpful when we are talking about integration. And then the fifth is sitting with the ant and the integration piece of it. So bringing our internal and external landscapes together, it's all about bringing our the various parts of our lives into a single place. It's about trying to match our internal, so that's the things that go on inside and what we feel and what we know about ourselves, maybe what we really like, what we're drawn to, all the stuff that goes on internally that maybe we don't share that much with other people, but bringing that into match the external landscape, which would be, you know, the things that are outside <laughs> of your body and, uh, and your mind. So your home and your friends and your work and all the things that you experience on a daily basis, that's the external landscape. I think the really hard thing about this part of the and is that so many of us have had these various external pieces that have become hardships. Uh, you know, again, if somebody you know or you have lost a job, that is an external hardship that impacts you on the internal side. You know, just even going out in public and seeing masks, that has an impact on our from the external to the internal. And so I think there's this this place of where we can start to go inside to get to know ourselves better and start to find a strength and 
a compassion for ourselves and other people. Like all of that comes from getting to know ourselves really well, but also getting to better understand, you know, what we're comfortable with in this situation, what we need for ourselves in this situation, and how we can control what we can control to make our internal selves feel better about what's going on in the external world. So it's kind of a complex idea, but we all share some aspects of the external landscape and its hardships right now. You know, the pandemic is real and it has an impact. We live on the same planet and we see the same kind of ecological issues going on. There are realities in all of our situation that are similar. It's easy in situations like this one to lose a sense of what brings us joy, of what brings us contentment or happiness. I talk about the inspiration, intention, and action here on the show and in the book. And when we can take that mindful approach of noticing what internally is inspiring to us and what emotionally we are feeling. We can also spend time finding ways to get back in touch with what feels easier and more joyful and more supportive and building more of what we control about our external landscape to support us in finding those things. So what would that look like? Because I know that got a little complex. For me, I've shared about my folding screen that usually sits behind me in the kitchen because that's where my desk is and where it has been. And of course, as lockdown or shelter in place happened, everyone's home and they all need access to the kitchen. And so how do I kind of build a space for myself with the reality of this situation, but in a way that allows people to come and go in the kitchen, get what they need and not distract me as much. So I think finding those ways of how can I adapt and be resilient and make this situation work for me, but also acknowledge the reality of what's going on. So what do I need? I needed more privacy and less distraction and, and more focus here at my desk. And what's the reality of the situation? I could get a folding screen to help and also means I don't have to clean up the, the sink or the kitchen every day if I'm on Zoom. So finding those ways to help support yourself, I think is really important in a situation like this. I want to talk um, a little bit on the second thing here about this mindfulness and trying to find things that help make you feel better in the reality of this situation. I really want to be super clear that I am not subscribing to the you can be joyful or happy if you just set your mind to it philosophy. And I also don't really subscribe to the good vibes only thing because I don't feel like either of these things, like forcing our way, like I don't really think you can force your way into joy. I think you have to be mindful about it and provide yourself the right set of circumstances if you can get there. And you also have to acknowledge that there are going to be days that are super hard and are not going to feel joyful and are going to suck. <laughs> You're going to be mad, you know, and you might blow up about things. Like those are also really real pieces of this. And I think when people get too far down the path of you can be joyful if you just want to be or good vibes only, it doesn't honor that mental illness is real and that navigating some situations takes the support of professionals or possibly medication. And there's no shame in this. And if you feel like you're having a hard time getting back in touch with what makes you happy, it's time to reach out for help. You know, there's apps out there. You could find a therapist. You could find a coach. You could call your physician, talk to a friend. But make sure that you reach out because I, I feel that 
sometimes the good vibes only thing sets people up to feel like, well, if I just think enough happy thoughts, then I should be able to get out of this thing by myself. And I want you to know you're not alone and that there, that it's okay to ask for help. And so the thing that I'm talking about here is that I do believe that you can get yourself into a place where joyfulness can be a mindful practice. And that means that sometimes it will be easy, right? When you have a great day and things are fun and the sun is shining and the birds are singing. Sure, that day probably feels a little bit easier than some of the other days. But some days this isn't going to be easy at all. And sometimes you'll ignore it, right? Like that's why it's a practice. So tapping into joy and finding your way back to it is a mindful practice. And I want to make sure that we're honoring that sometimes there's really real circumstances that also mean that you should reach out for external help and not feel like it's, you know, why can't I do this on my own? I also want to talk about The third thing, which is the reality of our situation and why we get caught up in overwhelm. And to say that it's reasonable that we are all caught up in the overwhelm of our current situation and our current messy middle. The first thing I think here is to recognize that what we are in in this midst of so many strange things going on is it's real and it is overwhelming. It's all encompassing and it's it's difficult. And I bring this up because one of the things that I have found that helps me in these kinds of situations is identifying the reality and giving it the gravitas that it deserves and acknowledging that it is actually real. And of course, <laughs> there is a whole thing about is this fake news or not? And I think that's adding this layer of kind of uh, difficulty to our situation is it's almost like things are being questioned that we know to be real and know to be science. And yes, there's real things that we can do to help ourselves in these kinds of situations. One of the things that I love and this kind of portion of probably this episode is inspired by Byron Katie and what she calls the work. And you can find one of my very favorite books by her is Loving What Is. Uh, I highly recommend that you go get If you want to check it out, get the audible version of it, which is where she's actually talking about the work herself and gives examples of her working through it with a client. Uh, I think that that version is, is by far one of the best audiobooks I've heard. So the thing where she starts with this is it often involves asking if the thing that you're having a difficult time with, is it true? Is it true? And then the second question that she asked is, is it really true? (laughs) And this is the point for us to get really real about it for ourselves. You know, is the overwhelm here that we're feeling about the pandemic and all of the things that are going on, is the pandemic real? Yes, I actually believe that it is real. Is it really true? Yes, I believe that it's really real. And so you could walk through each of these things and acknowledge for yourself, okay, is this true? Is this really real? And is it something that I need to worry about? I also think that there are other things that you can say are true and that are adding to the overwhelm that we feel about the situation. And one of those would be like, for me at least, I miss people. I'm tired of being isolated. I wish that I could do the things that I used to do with ease. And I think acknowledging these things for ourselves 
not to get caught up in them again, or doubly so, but to acknowledge like, yes, these are the things that I am feeling. And giving some voice to that, I think it actually leaves us room to kind of let them go, acknowledge them, and then get into this fourth thing that I want to talk about, which is surrender and acceptance. The other thing that I know to be true about a situation that has gone on as long as our current situation has is that sometimes accepting the nature of what is going on opens us up for joy. So I think there's two things going on here. One, we can, and sometimes this is at a very subconscious level, we can fight the reality of what is. And when we fight the reality of what is, meaning we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, we have other kinds of things in play here that might make it very difficult for us to focus or feel content or feel joy, then we remain. When we fight the reality of what is, then we remain in fight, flight, freeze, right? Because we're still engaged in fighting the reality. And I have found this to be true here in our own home, we've, <laughs> our, the neighbors that live behind us, that property was sold. And over the last six months or so, the new owners of this property have been building construction, <laughs> like basically rebuilding an entire house behind us. And I will say that this has been one of the more difficult parts of the current situation for me because we have all been home everyone's home. We don't have anywhere we can go. I'm in California. Shelter in place has been in place for quite some time. And there has been ongoing noise behind us for a very long time. And so for me, it was very helpful to acknowledge that this amount of noise was super grating on my nerves and that it was even something that I think started to kick up other things, you know, amongst the three of us that live here. Like we were grumpier. We, it was harder to deal with each other. It was Harder to have pleasant conversations because we're all constantly agitated because there's not only all this other stuff going on, but we can't get away from the noise. So I think the piece there, when we get back to the surrender and acceptance, I've honestly felt that it was very difficult to be able to surrender or to accept what was going on. And so I did, I mean, this is another piece that you could do, you know, do what's within your control. So yes, I reached out to our zoning people in our in our city, because oftentimes the building was going on into the wee hours of the morning, which is not allowed. So, you know, working with what is, getting the reality of the situation, exerting the control that you can over it, but then also saying, okay, this is going to be louder. So what do I need? My external landscape is loud and I feel frustrated. That's the internal landscape, the frustration. What do I need to make this better? Sometimes that meant I sat in a room that was the furthest away from the noise. Sometimes it meant that I just put on my headset and listened to something else. While we could kind of leave, sometimes it means we leave the house and go on a walk during the really noisy parts. But I think finding those things for ourselves, like, okay, it is what it is. It is going to be loud here. (laughs) So what do we need to do to make ourselves feel better about it? Because if you keep battling the situation and seeing all of the things that you cannot do because of the pandemic, or in my case, feeling like I'm stuck because it's so noisy here, then you will stay stuck in that kind of overwhelmed thinking. Because what you focus on creates more of itself. And when you can change your thinking and start to see what else might be possible or give yourself something that feels even just a little bit better for your day, 
that's when what you focus on does grow. Well, if you focus on the good and try and find creative ways to get past something that's difficult, then you will start to grow that instead of the negative thinking and the, the fight or flight or whatever it is that you're engaged in about what you don't like about it. So find something you can like about it or find something that you could do about it. And I don't see this as giving up. And the reason why is that I think it's actually just accepting the actuality of what is. It, this would allow you, instead of battling things, it allows you to move forward from whatever has been painful. It doesn't mean that you won't bounce back and forth and be like, gosh, I'm so mad. Like they're still building that house. Like, yeah, you're going to have those thoughts. But then you can also remind yourself as they come up to say, yeah, and I can go to the front of the house or I'm going to go find another, you know, a new artist to listen to on YouTube because I just can't deal with the noise and this will help redirect what I'm thinking about. So that's where the surrender and acceptance comes in and understanding that once you've accepted the reality that then you can move forward in a more healthy way to recenter yourself on something that is a little more joyful. And that brings us to number five, which, which is sitting with the and or the true integration of things. Because I think the hard thing when we've been in a pandemic for this long and there has been racial tension and there has been political tension and so many things kicking up for us. The and is that we can acknowledge each of these things that are hard in our lives and we can decide what we want to do with it. What would make you more comfortable? What would make you feel more empowered about this thing? What would make you feel safe or happy if you don't feel one of those things? What can you look at in your Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Are there some really basic needs that either you haven't met or you've been denying that you need to address? And these sit in the end. Like you can be in the middle of something really difficult and also focus on taking care of yourself. There is room for acknowledging what is real about our situation and deciding to infuse your life with things that support you. That is also a choice. And what does that look like for you? If you miss people, you can decide on ways that you can interact with people in a manner that fits your comfort level of whatever our reality is right now. So if you're tired of being isolated, you could also be creative in the ways that you reach out to your friends or family. Maybe you set up a weekly watch party online with Amazon where you could watch a favorite show together. Or maybe you notice that your neighbor, as my neighbor does, walks her dog at about 5 p.m. And sometimes you make a point to be out around the same time so you can see another human and say hello to her. Or maybe you find a community online and you join that. Or you post on social media that you might have a Zoom open house or a, a labyrinth walk and you could invite people to join you there. I think it's that finding and acknowledging what the difficult thing is and then integrating something that would feel better. That is the key here that could bring you to a place that feels more joyful. And it also adds to your resiliency well, right? If you can find a way to make things feel easier right now and integrate the pieces that feel hard in a way that feel a little bit better, it allows you to have a bigger pool to draw from when you need to go back and be resilient about something else. Because joy really is available to us in the messy middle. And it takes sitting with 
what our reality is right now. And a lot of times we want to fight it. Like right now, you know, there's vaccines out in the middle of this pandemic. And there's a new difficult strain that seems to be developing in the world. Like, so we have the hope of the vaccines. And we have this unknown again of this new strain of the coronavirus. And so it's always that dance between hope and the unknown. And I think this has given us this amazing space to look at where can we be more resilient? Where can we be more kind? Where can we set ourselves up for the and where we can have the unknown and we can mindfully go for and look for and engage with joy and the joy that's available to us even in difficult times and in strange situations. So that's this week's episode. And I hope that you enjoyed it. I would love to hear from you. If you had an aha moment here, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I'm really excited about some of the upcoming episodes that are coming out. So the next one is the New Year's episode, and it's with the five podcasters behind the Best Parts podcast. They are five life coaches, and we talk about how to approach the new year and sit with what is right now. And it's really interesting to hear how five other coaches have also dealt with some of these same questions that I know all of us have. And so that's in two weeks. I hope you'll come back for that one. Um, And then around Valentine's Day, I have Mackenzie Easton joining me to talk about self-care and learning to love yourself and how to approach Valentine's Day when we're in this kind of weird space. Uh, So I hope you guys will come on back for those discussions. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 